Onus Playhouse presents Serene Dominic Gets Played. Hello, this is Serene Dominic coming to you from the green room, which is my house. Um, we recorded uh, this this next installment of uh, Serene Dominic gets played at Steve's house, but for some reason it came out really low, and it it would be like somebody sharpening a pencil in your ear to run that podcast. So uh, I'm gonna just do it by myself. I'll remember some of the. Uh, more humorous quips of Steve and myself and uh, go from there but um, anyway this is the fifth installment Um, it was an album um, that I completed for the RPM challenge Uh, once again this time the month of February uh, 2014 Uh, you know the mission statement is to create a whole album or 35 minutes worth of new music in the month of February, and you know, you just do it, and you have bragging rights. Um, you know, it, it's it doesn't you don't win any prizes or anything for for you know or best. You know, no one gets best album or anything like that. But um, this one was um, was inspired by my friend Darren Robertson from Shop Pink. Um, in fact, Darren is my friend who who got me to do, do the RPM challenge. And then I did it every year for eight years. I think his, him, and his band Shop Pink have still kept going. I think they do. They, they keep doing albums each year. They keep getting better and better too. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go and do an RPM challenge next year. Well, anyway, this record um, is called um, "For Your Extreme Convenience," and the reason it's called that is because at the time I was working as a copywriter for choice hotels and our job was we you know we had we'd have to write descriptions of hotels and uh you know and amenities all the time we're always writing about amenities you know and and you'd always have for your convenience you know stuff like that and turn down night service all that sort of jazz um but yeah, so um, so uh, so the out record's called "For Your Extreme Convenience," and the cover is a picture of me sitting at my cubicle writing copy. It was taken by my friend Amy Uzi, who um, um, I think got me the job or put put recommended me for the job. But then another friend, Melissa, maybe got me the job. I don't know. I always considered they, they both got me the job and I it was there for a year and a half writing copy writing copy um, but anyway so uh, when I was talking to my friend Darren he, he said you know well what do you, what's what's the concept of your album and I'm like what do you mean concept like the moody blues and I said he said yeah and I said well I'm gonna do an album called days of future pissed and uh, you know that got a laugh unlike now. <laughs> and then uh, um, and then I thought about it I said well you know I'm working in an office why don't I just write a whole bunch of songs about what I know about working in an office so so um, that's why the album begins with uh, the alarm clock 
going off. There's a little piece of music called Snooze Bar. You know, it takes you out of your little crazy dream, and then you have to go to work and deal with, you know, commuting and uh, the, you know, people at the office. And one of the things I remember about Choice Hotels was that every day was it was somebody's uh, birthday. So every day you had cake, and then you'd have like a 3 p.m. sugar crash, and then I'd be like trying to stay awake between 3.30 and 5.30, whenever it was that I was <laughs> supposed to leave. <laughs> now it can be told. But anyway, um, that's what this song is about. Um, so it goes from snooze bar to uh, days of futile tasks. Yeah, and that Maybe that's what I told Darren. Uh, the album was going to be called Days of Futile Tasks. Because, um, you know, it... Yeah, every day just writing content was could could seem futile. Anyway, here it goes.
of future past uh, I think uh, the London Festival Orchestra was sampled <laughs> for some of that song from that very album shh don't tell anybody I hope you thought maybe that song uh, was reminiscent of the Easy Beats because I, I was kind of thinking of Friday on my mind but now it's Monday on my mind you know just remembering what you know what Monday was gonna be like? Um, I don't think I've, I don't think I've told anybody this, but uh, because I went to Catholic school for eight years, I always had anxiety about Mondays, and uh, you know, getting hit by nuns and everything. So Sunday night, when I'd walk, you know, it was a little, and the Ed Sullivan show was on, and uh, there was the plate spinner guy, you know, the guy that spins all these plates on on broomsticks or whatever. I mean, that would give me... I would have ex- extreme anxiety attacks <laughs> because I was worried about the plates breaking, but I was also worried about school the next day. Anyway, the next song is called Anti-Stress and Garden. I think, you you know, there was a time where you can get those little Zen gardens that you would put on your desk with the little rake and the sand, and that was supposed to have some calming effect on you at work. Uh, you can get them at like Walgreens and stuff. Um, I haven't seen any lately, so maybe maybe it's been psychologically proven not to work. But um, I just was always imagining a guy who had one of these stress Zen gardens on his desk, and it probably saved, you know, saved him from going on a killing spree and executing all of his coworkers. So, you know, so. You just be thankful that some people found a, a calming uh, accessory such as the uh, anti-stress Zen garden. I should say that also my friend Adrian Smith uh, and myself recorded a, a version of this as an onus single of the week, um, and he does a fabulous job on on singing that song. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll 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 draw a link to that as well. Um, but anyway, here's uh, Anti-Stress Zen Garden. Every morning is the same old fuss Someone new is thrown under the bus The only variation I can see Is wondering who the new recruit will be I don't know, I don't know how far I might have got it a beach, a little patch of sand Small enough to fit inside your hand Folks can ridicule and left to right This miniature rake has probably saved their lives I don't know, I don't know if I'd have turned out rotten if it was 
Because I lost all sense, I lost my job, I lost my house, I lost my um, my little baby. I'm not sitting on a fence about it, so don't you get a mess started. Unless you wanna hear about all of its restorative powers. I don't know, I don't know how far I'd have gotten if it wasn't for my anti-stressing garden. Yes, that miniature rake has probably saved many lives. Anyhow, um, I always love that song. I think that's one of the few songs in this record that I may have actually played at a show, a Human Torch show, um, at the Rogue Bar. Might have been the only performance, I think, of this song, but uh, it's a song that I think I would put into regular rotation, at least on the Human Torch floor show, which you can see on Facebook until they stop me. Uh, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. But I don't know. Things are opening up. You know, also, offices are opening up. So, um, um, maybe this album will have some sort of validity again. Because <laughs> people haven't been in an office for a long time. But now it's got a whole other set of things with masks and stuff. Anyhow, the next song is called Filibuster. And... Um, I don't really know what that has to do with the whole concept of The Office. This is another song that was left off uh, the last RPM challenge. So I had a few songs in reserve. But Filibus at the time, um, John Boehner was Speaker of the House. I just remembered wanting to punch him every time I saw him. You know, because I thought he was an obstructionist. But, (laughs) I mean, he was, you know, he was like Andrew Carnegie compared to what we got now, you know. Like he he was seemed like maybe he was even trying to govern a little bit maybe I don't know, but uh, anyway so this song becomes very timely now since we're talking about getting rid of the filibuster, but um I guess I guess it's it's part of uh, an office because you know you have meetings and endless meetings and you know things that promise to be get done and that it then they don't get done you know you can. You can view your job as like Congress. So, anyhow, this is a sort of a who sounding. I always thought this sounded like a very who ish sounding song and uh, should be performed by a band. So, maybe the San Jacinto Prison Band can take this one up. 
If nobody in the group has any political objections, that is. Anyway, it's filibuster. I think it was the fa 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 la 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 that reminded me of Happy Jack or something, you know, or just maybe just the loud drums. But anyway, uh, the next song is called um, "The Girl from Analytics," which uh, Steve reminded me. He says, "Is that like a take on the girl from Empanema?" And uh, I guess so, you know, because um, every day at my desk at ten forty. Um, there was this Somalian woman that would pass by, usually in this beautiful, like, blue and uh, chartreuse dresses, you know, just very elegant. And she would pass by and smile, and then she would go to the room with the big board, you know. And um, one of the other temps, one of the other copywriters, I guess was, you know, trying to make time with her and stuff, and uh, he got into trouble. He got reprimanded. And, um, you know, uh, he was told not to approach her anymore. And then he got fired for, for getting a mohawk haircut or something. 
That's <laughs> really stupid. You don't get a mohawk haircut and expect to survive in this corporate atmosphere. But anyway, um, I don't think that's why he got fired either. I think he, I forgot why he got fired. But anyway, he got into a lot of trouble for hassling this the, this woman, uh, who I, I, I imagine was the girl from analytics. I imagine that every day when she would go to the room with the big board, she'd be figuring out, whose job to eliminate, you know, <laughs> like, like one of those efficiency experts. Um, so I was just imagining a kind of um, stylistic song, like what if, you know, what if a guy's in, in love with this woman who's going to destroy his livelihood and his whole world, but he he just loves her so much, it, it, like, it, 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 you know, he almost derives pleasure from her destroying everything that, uh, you know, that he needs in order to survive. Um, well, yeah, you know, maybe that girl. Maybe I don't. Know, I don't know what her job was, but I would watch her in the room with the big board. And, you know, that all these arrows and charts, and you know, it, it just never looked like it was going to be good for 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 us. You know, or in you know, in general, you know. Um, and uh, well, 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 but the, the sad thing—I think I wrote it because after, uh, after he started hassling her, they she rerouted her, <laughs> her voyage to the room with the big board. So I never used to see her uh, pass by and smile at me while she was going to you know every day. So I kind of lost that little bit of sunshine. Anyway, so um, as the girl from analytics, and I, I, I imagined it as a stylistic song. So this is the, my first excursion into um, uh, writing, um, uh, uh, well, not writing, recording a song in falsetto, falsetto. And, um, uh, you know, I was a bit nervous about it, you know, because you're so naked, you know, being a, up there like a castrato. So um, I think, uh, I, I love this song, but I, I, I hear myself not, fully being um, falsetto confident so it feels shaky probably like the guy whose job is going to be eliminated anyway so it's not really the stylistics more like the nihilistics and uh, the girl from analytics the girl from analytics that's my way
song is the office lovers now um i don't know about where you work but there are a lot of offices that have some stipulations that they don't want you know workers to have relationships so um i thought you know why not write a song about those secret lovers you know in you know in the office you know who have to meet at the dark end of the cafeteria as steve said <laughs> Um, well, actually, I have it that they just leave leave their office, you know, ten minutes apart, you know, and so they can meet for lunch, so no one sus- suspects that they're a couple. I just thought it was so fun, you know. The, the, the idea was that you know that maybe you know office lovers is that you know people are having an affair, uh, and they don't want their coworkers to know about it. But I mean, this is sort of like they're 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 having a a relationship of loving relationship that they don't want the office to know about because they'll get fired you know because of what it says in the employee handbook you know about it um anyway um it was called office lovers um there's a very famous um i don't know if it's famous but uh, uh um it's built around a, a motown sample you know it was a sizable hit not a huge motown hit um, and, uh, uh, you can hear the four tops at the beginning going, wah, you know, so I put a, I put a, mwah, you know, a dating game, a uh, big, wet, sloppy kiss at the beginning of the song. Um, and this is also, um, I think one of my early forays into playing slide guitar, um, uh, office lovers. So, um, you know, it asked the musical question. If relationships are work, then what are work relationships? Taking the lunch break, ten minutes apart. 
subjects of which they're not allowed to talk A secret ripping apart Sam and Kate The employee manual says that I'm allowed to date I'm his lover Everybody knows I'm his lover Facing termination with each stone and kiss. No one remembers where their employee manual is. Ha! How long must they hide? Must they run? Make arms and sing, we shall overcome. In the slip If relationships are work But work relationships have a song called selfie and uh this was actually a song that 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 I, I probably the most performed song on this album I, I did it a couple of times out live and uh you know you know how every uh office has the joker you know the guy that you know does it you know puts his ass on the color copier and you know hangs it up on his cubicle so um, that's what this song is about. There's a guy who's just basically the, you know, the Joker in the in the whole office that nobody really knows very much about, you know. And I was I was feeling depressed when I wrote the song. <laughs> I woke up, I woke up in a severe state of um, of uh, low self-esteem. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh. So I just imagine myself as being the guy, you know, you know, who, who puts who puts that color copy of his ass, uh, you know, out for everybody to see, and then you know, it eventually turns blue from the sun coming through the office window. Um, I think did I have a memory of performing this at fi- the firehouse where. There was a block party going on about a block away, and there was like a, a band with like fifteen people. I think it may have been Jerusalem or something. I don't know. And they totally drowned out our our little band playing this, uh, you know, sensitive little acoustic number about a office prankster. Anyway, here it is. Selfie. There's a guy who's for fun and let him to be known as Selfie. He took of himself with a copy machine People 
gather round his cubicle and say, boy, that is something. It hung it till the sun turned all the colors aquamarine. Maybe there is more to him than he will ever show. When the workday's over, he's always the last to go. There's someone for everybody, so there must be one for selfie. Someone who will love him for more than just his left ass cheek. Life has greater meaning, but I wonder what that means to selfie. Love could move a mountain, it could bring a fella to his knees. Maybe in a truthful moment, outside center three, he'll tell you that cracking jokes ain't all it's cracked. To be. Life can be a dream, but tonight's a sleepless night for selfie. Will he always be someone that no one can know? Will he always be someone that no one can know? What a sensitive bloke. Anyhow, uh, I forgot to say at the uh, start that um, the album is split into two programs or sides, as you would have it, on vinyl. Uh, and this is Side Monday, which is all the uh, gung-ho songs about going to work and doing stuff. And, um, side Friday is more about winding down. So... Um, uh, the last song on Side Monday is um, Come Powerpointing With Me. Um, it's kind of musically based on Sea Cruise. <laughs> Remember the Frankie Ford song? Um, and it's... Uh, I was trying to write a Beach Boys song. You know, Remember the Beach Boys? They had all the songs describing cars and uh, describing surf spots and whatever. Um, well, I thought it would be great to have a Beach Boys song describing the, the wonders of PowerPoint and <laughs> you know making presentations and giving helpful tips and the falsetto was trying to be I was trying to be like Brian Wilson um, on um, Salt Lake City you know where he's like, and the way the girls talk cool is an out of sight thing you know but I can't nobody can do that you know, a, a credible imitation I actually asked a couple of people if they could do a really good Brian Wilson imitation, and none of them could. So what we got on this track is a very uh, bad uh, Curtis Mayfield <laughs> imitation, which means it sounds like the Larks, you know. Come on, do the jerk, you know. So anyway, I actually did perform this song only once at Nerd Night um, with with a PowerPoint presentation that accompanied it, and I, I'm hoping I can find it somewhere in my files. 
because um, I would love to perform this song again with that PowerPoint presentation. But anyhow, um, this is you know this has all the tips on how to make a good presentation. So if you think of it like the Beach Beach Boys talking about the newest out of sight thing, then uh, come PowerPointing with me. the end I'm doing this thing with uh, uh, trying to create now at the end you can hear me doing uh, that's you know like you remember when people would make that um, Indian la, 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 thing you know and just keep hitting your mouth that's what I'm doing at the end of the song when I say come up a point with me and there's a cowbell which uh, actually um, is a little bit out of time but um I don't know. Steve seemed to, you know, Steve. That I would think that that sort of stuff would would send him crazy, but he s- seemed to think it wouldn't. Didn't uh, it was a little off, but not in the detriment of the song. But uh, there was uh, Tim Alexander who sang background vocals on that. He actually volunteered to do. He was another uh, friend that was doing the RBN challenge. He actually volunteered to redub the cowbell so it would be in time. And I was like, I don't know. I had, I guess was listening to it too hard and I was like, I don't hear it. That sounds perfectly in time to me. And it made me to sound uh, ungrateful. <laughs> I mean, he was right. It is a little off, but I, I don't know. You know, 
when you when you have to turn in a whole album in a month, you have to uh, choose your battles. It's a race against time, and we're uh, just about out of time here. Since we finished side Monday, uh, the next episode will we'll, we'll continue with the uh, second half of the album side Friday. And until then, this is Serene Dominic, hoping all your days are joyous ones. Bye bye.